This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Anything interesting happen over the weekend? Live from Studio C. Senior. As you can hear, Joe is shaking. A dimly lit room. That's where we are, deep within the bowels. Under the tutelage today of our general manager, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and her successor. Dun dun dun! <laughs> so, you know what this? Uh, you know what we needed? We need a little, little something to be controversial. A little something to get people riled up. A little spice. A little spice. Yes. A little, a little, uh, a little left turn. That's what we needed it in. In all our lives, in all of America. Yes. Finally, something to argue about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy crap. Oh, jeez. Has, has anybody looked into any, um... Rick Rowe. Has anybody looked into any Nostradamus or ancient Egyptian predictions or anything about... How about the Incas? They were hot for a while with their year 2012 or whatever it was. Yeah. Is there anything like that with 2020? Did the wise Incas speak to our current situation? Yeah. Oh. So, uh... I'm not much on soothsaying. I'm a facts guy. Yeah. Um... Where's the best place to start? <laughs> At the beginning, as they say. You know, this, this is one place I'd start. Maybe just because I was watching George Stephanopoulos on uh, ABC this week. And I, I thought he had the right tone, but he probably does because he was in Washington, D.C. for a long time. And he understands politics and he knows who these people are. He was kind of like, let's get past the whole everybody's obviously saying the opposite of what they said before. And be grown ups and accept that that's what politicians do and get to the conversation of the day, well, which I thought, which I thought, you know, that's, that's probably the best way to handle it. That is surprising, bordering on shocking I mean, he that he say, said that. He didn't say that. Uh-huh. Uh, he didn't say that at all. But that clearly was his attitude. Yes. Let's not waste our time spinning our wheels with. I'll play a clip of Lindsey Graham, then you'll play a clip of Chuck Schumer, and we'll go back and forth. And well, let's go ahead. All sorts of, well, we, we can kill do that. Joy. We can do that, but... The heck, we got to do a four-hour show. acting like that's surprising it probably makes you a child. <laughs> you child. These people, do child? these people do what's in their best interests at any given moment. And also, the whole thing of, uh, you know, various Republicans that might not be in favor of moving forward because they're in... States where they're about to lose. They got their finger in the wind. They're also yeah. just doing what's in their best interest. But of course, the media reports them as being good, solid Americans. Well, they're are... moral paragons, exactly. my goodness. They're oh, just... there are only a few Republicans who seem to have souls left. <laughs> like Susan Collins. No, any of those people are doing what's in their best interest. Everybody's doing what's in their own best interest. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, as we speak, are frantically polling voters in their states to see what they prefer. So they can win again. You know, you could argue that, well, that's fine. That's uh, representing sure. the people you represent. Sure. So that's fine and dandy. But right. Yeah. Trying to argue that they're paragons because their stance is hilarious. Why do we <laughs> why do politicians have to come up with a justification for things? Why can't they all just say out loud? Well, this is my best interest. This seems to be what my voters want. And I'm more likely to keep my job if I go this direction. We so did the other thing before because we could. <laughs> now we're doing this thing now because we can 
Oh, and by the way, I do want to say this, and I'll say this throughout the show. And probably. maybe you think it's crass and un-American. Feel free to make that argument. I get to be consistent on this. This is a, a, a reminder to myself that having some principles often uh, is helpful in the end. I said... I disagree. I said and got killed on the text line at the time yes. when Mitch McConnell was holding up that uh, nomination in Obama's last year. I said, I thought that was ridiculous. I didn't think that was cool at all. I think the argument that you don't get to pick in your last year is stupid. Right. I thought it was stupid then, and I think it's stupid now. You get to be president for four years. If it happens while you're president, you get to do it. The idea that it's the last year, that's a nonsensical argument. To me, it's like when you go to a store... That closes at six, and it's a quarter till six, and they say, well, we put everything away. No, no, no. Okay, well, if everything's put away and you can't do that, then you're only open till 545. Right. You're not open till six. By golly. The guy who, got, who does See that. See if you get any of my business the in the future. The guy who does that goes home, went home already. No, well, then you're not open till six. You're open till six. Okay. All right. The president's president till the end of the four years. Okay. This is all correct, but that's not the real argument. That is not what the Republicans were doing. That's the way they spun it. I'm just avoiding my hypocrisy. I felt the same way before. Right. Oh, no, I understand that. Here's my principle. As I am also a man of principle, the Republicans did what they did last time around, which was a hell of a maneuver. I'd say. And and, uh, honestly, to my mind, a bit of a thin argument. I agree with Jack. But we held a national vote that very year on that maneuver, among other things. Not only did a Republican get elected president, but the Republicans enlarged their majority in the Senate. So they got away with it. And now they're going to do what they're going to do, and we'll have another vote in November. It also reminds me of when you walk into a room and your kids got into a fight, and you're trying to figure out what happened. Because... uh the argument would be Mitch McConnell did that in response to Harry Reid ending the filibuster. Correct. And, what was called for generations the nuclear option because and, it was unthinkable. And Harry Reid would say, I ended the filibuster because the Republicans wouldn't take up any of the votes in the Senate. And the Senate would say, well, we stopped taking up the votes for the justices because it's the same thing with your kids. I right. punched him because he took my car. I took his car because he kept knocking over my, my uh, Hot Wheels track. I knocked over his Hot Wheels track because he keeps tooting in the room. <laughs> that's well, the one that keeps happening with my son. Well, wait a minute now. That's and out you, of bounds. And you keep going back when you say, okay, you both just need to stop now. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to try to figure out who started it. We both just need to stop now. Will there be a stopping now? I don't know. Um, well, we need to get to that as uh, Nancy and Chuck are issuing harrowing threats. Sure. The next the next step is, okay, you do that. You put somebody on now. We're going to add Supreme Court justices, and they'll be 12, and they'll all be Democrats. Mm-hmm. That we had, so. Right. And then what's the next step after that? <laughs> Civil War? Uh, we'll burn the cities to the ground, has been hinted. Mm. And uh, court packing, adding D.C., Puerto Rico, and what's the other one, the third one? Guam, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, more that states. would all vote a Democrat. More states. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what. There's a possibility. I hate to even say this out loud. There's a possibility that 2021 is going to be like the, the first part of studying American history, history making. <laughs> In terms of how much we change the country. Adding states, adding Supreme Court justices. Then you will see secessions. Secession states yeah. not recognizing the whoever's elected president. Yeah. 
Yeah, we could get into some just crazy territory. 2021 is going to make 2020 look like 1993. (laughs) Which was placid, I guess. Uh, Fairly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's introduce everybody in the squad to get started. Our text line, by the way, is 415-295-KFTC. I know I saw a lot of people on the Twitter that couldn't wait for Monday's show. They wanted us to come in on Saturday morning. Uh, Yeah, well. Comment on this. If you'd have leaned over my back fence, I'd have given you my opinion, but... Other than that, no. no. Monday's soon enough. Let's introduce everybody. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm 20 days away from having to wear a ring on my finger, which yes. I've never had to do. Uh, but it's just funny, the difference between men and women when it comes to rings. Women want real nice ring, or guys, I, I told her, I said, it could be an onion ring. I don't care what it is. An onion ring. I'd oh, I mean, be delicious just the cheapest thing possible. <laughs> So I figure I'm probably going to lose this thing at some point. I lost mine. That's why I lost mine. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd say out loud to my love an onion ring and be fine. <laughs> it seems somewhat dismissive of the union. Well, I it's just I'm absent minded. I know I'm going to take it off and probably it's just dismissive of the ring, which I think is fairly common among dudes. How many dudes have you known who care what the ring looks like? But one must not come off as dismissive. You can be non-obsessed there's a long way to dismiss it i just remember the shopping experience there's a lot of talk about the woman's ring and here's the guy's rings we got a couple of hey, does it fit Pick Fine. one of those yeah it's nice looking i lost mine mine fell off my finger and bounced in the kitchen this was a couple of months ago it just slid off my finger and bounced i heard it bounce and i still have not found it and i keep thinking it's going to turn up but it hasn't. At some point, I need to just accept that it's not turning up, I guess. I am on my third. My third really? wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm I not one of those. I never ring. take it off, guys. I, you know, I take it off to sleep and stuff like that. But I never took mine off, except for when it fell off. Wedding ring number one, the really important one, I guess. Uh, I got to work one day, realized I didn't have it on, never saw it again. No idea what. No clue. We, we turned our apartment upside down. <clears throat> wedding ring number two, I uh, lost it in golf course parking lot. Huh. Went to get it out of my golf tough, bag tough when I got skins home. round, was it? Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got the hell beat <laughs> out of me. And You are so certain. You well, and the guy was about to cave in my head with a uh, sandwich, so I said, here, take that ring. See what you can get for it. <laughs> yeah, I'd lost a couple of pounds, apparently, and uh, I was just uh, getting ready to take out the trash, and it just slid off my finger. And I heard it bounce on the hardwood floor in the kitchen. Uh, and so I think it's got to be somewhere, but it still hasn't turned up. Well, it's clearly somewhere. Well, yeah. Oh, you went down a vent? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. The 72nd Annual uh, Television Academy Emmy Awards were uh, this past weekend. And once again, they are broadcasting their own downfall as uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four networks uh, won more total awards before the first traditional broadcast network won one. HBO uh, got the most with 30. Netflix with 21. Pop TV got 10, but that's almost entirely because of a comedy series that I don't know if we can say the Shit's name of. Creek. Oh, easy now. I thought we'd maybe have a little meeting about that. So I watched... Uh, all the things we've said in our career ends over that. S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Oh, well. S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Yes. Man's name. Nonetheless. Uh, it's very sh- coarse. Shit's Creek. I watched three episodes. <sighs> he did it again. I watched three episodes last night because I saw it won all those comedy Emmys. Mm-hmm. I thought, I gotta see this. So I... Uh, We'll be reviewing it on the Joe Getty Solo Show, (laughs) starting tomorrow. (laughs) And uh, and I'll review that show later. Yeah, Uh, I can review it. I watched the entire first season, season and a half, I think. How come you never mentioned it on the show? I did. I have. You must not have, like, made extraordinary sounds. Uh, No. No, I didn't. Oh. Wow. There you go. There's a little hint. 
the uh, perceptive among you. A clue. Hmm? Hmm? Okay. I will not say that obscene name. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, that's not obscene. There are people with that name, S-C-H-I-T. How many? <laughs> um, I'm going to pronounce it Skits Creek. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, September 21st, also known as the first day of fall. The year 2020, oh. we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I'll be darned. Welcome to fall. Okay. Uh, let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. <laughs> this can only happen in North Carolina. Fill the seat! Fill the seat! Fill the seat! Oh. Damn right. <laughs> What's important is that everybody is as angry as possible. Yeah, and there's also that crazy angle of almost certainly the Supreme Court's going to be involved in this election, uh, making decisions about mail-in voting and everything like that. Almost it's, certainly. Uh, yes, absolutely true. That, that's quite the little humdinger. Well, and you see plenty of people on Twitter, including some uh, fairly high-profile blue check marky people. Oh, my gosh, look at the time. Sorry, we're running late. Um, this is an historic day. It is, indeed. Uh, but anyway, you're seeing fairly high-profile people hinting that violence is indeed appropriate if the Republicans uh, fill the seat. Wow. Is it possible that 2020 hasn't even begun to flex its muscles? I it's, can't even picture that. Yeah. It's just, well, what's, you know, there's a bear coming at you. You might as well relax and enjoy the wilderness. You know, in the seconds you have left. Wow. I'm not going to stew and worry go. about it. There I'm you, an optimist. There you Straight go. ahead. There Come you, on, everybody. There you go, Bobby Keep Knight. your eye on the horizon. Um, huh? uh, so we'll get into all the different angles of this whole dang story uh, today. And your uh, your opinions on the text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I'm compiling in my head the questions for Joe Getty, a man who almost went to law school. Yes. To discuss this situation coming up, as in, who does it benefit more, Trump or Biden? I almost cracked my law books over the weekend to get ready for this moment, so bring it. Is there any chance we ever stop making abortion the number one issue in America when it comes to the Supreme Court? Well, the the period of trying to terrify Americans uh, in discussing the next Supreme Court justice has officially begun. The terrifying process is in full tilt, and uh, I can describe that to you. But we're, yes, and other questions, and other sure, if you want, mail. <laughs> I've many questions. We ask them all. <clears throat> Freedom, love, and quote of the day from Ludwig von Mises: Every socialist is a disguised dictator. Very simple. Hmm. You want a longer form? Here it is. The worship of the state is the worship of force. There is no more dangerous menace to civilization than a government of incompetent, corrupt, or vile men. The worst evils which mankind ever had to endure were inflicted by bad governments. The state can be and has often been, in the course of history, the main source of mischief and disaster. It's amazing how often that's left out of uh, all conversations. I don't know how much they studied that in school at all. Even if you study wars, do you study much that way more people have died at the hands of their own government than in wars? Right. Yeah. Yep. 
see Venezuela right now. Holy cow, did the New York Times have a story about that country over the weekend? Any government powerful enough to give you everything you want is powerful enough to take everything you have, as they say. Uh, nice note here from... We'll go with uh, Art. It's a tribute to Michael, I believe. A tribute to Michael. As I've been struggling through the worst week of my life dealing with my wife's terminal cancer, you guys made me laugh for real. I was listening when you were talking about these sex-deprived ponies. Uh, I was listening to the podcast, obviously. Then one of you guys said, it's time to take this metaphor to the glue factory. I laughed out loud for the first time that I can remember. Thank you so much. Was that you, Michael? I don't, I don't oh, think so. Oh, that was so. Sean. This is Sean. positive Sean. Yeah, Sean. This is not a tribute to Michael. Michael gets no credit. Well done, Sean. It's a tribute to Sean. Uh, on a lighter note, because frankly, everything is a lighter note. Jeff in North Carolina says, please pass on to Jack. There's no shame in peeing in bottles. I peed in bottles for the four winter months in Afghanistan. Better than getting up and dressed to walk in rain or snow to the bathroom. Welcome to the suck, brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody's shooting at me, but I got no bathroom in my home. Yeah. Um, every angle that we can think of of the whole Supreme Court dust up. And there are many angles to it. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. For now and the future. All that on the way. Let's get it on. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And everyone knows that if the president were Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer were the majority leader, the odds are 100 percent, 100 percent. There's no universe in which Nancy Pelosi would not have been the previous speaker saying we are going to confirm this seat. And at the end of the day, how do you resolve those differences? Well, the American people do. And the American people did by electing a president and a Senate committed to justices who will defend free speech and religious liberty and the Second Amendment and our fundamental rights, because all of those rights are one vote away. So can we be grown-ups and just admit that? That's clearly true. But I'm not going to burn a city down. Does anybody not agree that if the Democrats are in the same position, they would get their nominee through? And if I was a Democrat, I'd be angry if they didn't. Right. So well, clearly, <clears throat> in this area, had the Democrats done the McConnell thing previously? Either way, like, there's I, only one way to settle it: voting, um, having an election. Forty-three days till the election, and R- Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. This might actually be something that changes the trajectory. I got to admit, when I first heard the news, what sort I thought, of bizarre hypothetical is that? You can't. I, I didn't pay attention to the news over the weekend. What are you talking about? When I heard the news, I thought, "Wow, this really helps Trump." Then you know, the more I thought about it over the weekend and listened to it, I'm not. I'm, who does it help? Do you have an idea who it helps? No, I went back and forth. I don't know. Um, and I heard the various thinkers suggest, "No, no, no. Trump has to not appoint someone so that the uh, Supreme Court." focused conservative voter is sure to come out in November. And I thought, eh, don't gamble with my Supreme Court like that. Get get somebody on there and let Trump take, take his chances. But why don't Supreme Court focused voters on the left to do the same? Uh, they exactly. would. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not sure yeah. who it benefits. Um, uh, so my brand is to not be respectful enough when celebrities die. That's yes. kind of my brand. That's part of it. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah, it's disgusting to me and hateful. Hurtful. So I'd like to throw this painful out in keeping with my brand, and then Joe will probably say something nice because that's his thing. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the Washington Post. Uh, somebody put this uh, on Twitter, comparing 
the front page the day after Antonin Scalia, hero to the right, died as a Supreme Court justice versus Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. The Washington Post, of course, has a practically full-page picture and giant letters, a pioneer devoted to equality. The Washington Post, when Antonin Scalia died, has a tiny little picture and a tiny story, and it says, Supreme Court conservative dismayed liberals. (laughs) If that don't settle it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg might have been a fantastic person, an honest person, all that sort of stuff, and everybody seems to say she was, and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the idea that she is a hero to equality in women, that's only true if you agreed with her politics. Mm Mm-hmm. You see, the other people on the right, they're not trying to end equality. (laughs) They're trying to get equality in the way they see as best. Right. Okay, so let's not pretend that that's not the case. Yeah, well, and then she and I had some honest disagreements. I thought she was a good person, though, brave person, and and she did some good stuff for women's rights that my my daughters are benefiting from. But, you know, she's a judge. Nice gal. Let's move on. If you if you watch a media that agrees with everything she'd agreed with politically, of course mm-hmm. you're going to get the whole, well, you know, thank God for her, or oh, yeah. what would have happened to this horrible country, um, as opposed to all these right-wingers like Clarence Thomas and Scalia and all they're just, oh, we're only, they only want to make people miserable. That's right, oh yeah. It's the only thing they have any interest Absolutely. in. Absolutely, bring back slavery if they could. So that sure. being said, I assume everybody understands that it's it, it's a big difference if you're a Republican president and a lefty passes and you get to fill the seat or vice versa, mm-hmm. because if you if you t- if a conservative judge dies and you're going to replace him with another conservative, eh, you know, there's different brands of conservative with different levels, all that sort of stuff. Sure. But if you're going to completely flip a seat to a different political ideology, that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trump just announced, by the way, that he is going to uh, put the name out on Friday or Saturday. He's going to wait until after the funeral services, which seems pretty decent to me. Uh, Seems like you should do that. Yes. Do we see a call uh, behind the scenes for the, uh, not the private funeral, you wouldn't do that to the family, but the public uh, celebration to be pushed back a week? Because of the uh, the weather, or uh, there's a cab strike or something, oh. I don't know. <laughs> As they try to shorten the window before yeah. the election. Because 42 days, the average in the modern world to get a Supreme Court justice through is 70, although uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself got through in 39 days or something like that. So mm-hmm. it can be done. Um, so you don't have an opinion on who you think this helps, Biden or Trump? Uh, I don't know. No, like I said, I kept going back and forth, and I don't know. I mean, I went in, I was just having the discussion with some friends over the weekend that I could picture uh, a razor-thin margin for either or a big blowout win for either Biden or Trump. So to get into the weeds of how does this affect that, please, I just, I'm out of the prediction business until I make a prediction again, which I probably will, but uh, it's just, it's too unclear to me. I don't know. By the way, uh, final quote from Senator Chuck Schumer over the weekend. Let me be clear. If Leader McConnell and the Senate Republicans move forward with this, then nothing is off the table for next year. Nothing is off the table. Human sacrifice, talking animals, nuking Toronto. Electing a dog to the leadership of the Senate. Canceling Christmas. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> Nothing is off the table. There are all legalized sorts of- cannibalism. <laughs> Finally, barbaric. The the threats of violence are running thick in the air right now. 
as we mentioned before on social media, hints from uh, Nancy and Chuck. Actually, Nancy was especially incoherent um, over the weekend, but um, where it ends, nobody knows. But I will I would like to discuss the great argument over Republican hypocrisy. Okay, um, at some point. because it works both ways, and it is borderline hilarious if you look at it through the right lens. Um, the results of it will not be hilarious. I've got for you what I think is the stupidest part of the controversy. Excellent. Right after this. Excellent. Yeah, quick word from our friends at Car Shield, which is a protection plan for your car that's out of warranty to make sure you don't get laid low by some giant $5,000 repair or, or whatever. Yeah, CarShield offers a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for covered repairs, which means when that check engine light goes on, it's a lot less scary. And uh, so your car, you bought a new car, it's got the bumper-to-bumper warranty. That's a good feeling, isn't it, when you know no matter what happens to your car, it's covered. And then as soon as that runs out, then you drive around a little scared. Well, not when you have CarShield. It's fantastic. Yeah, look at the reviews. CarShield has helped over 1 million drivers. Fabulous reviews. They're America's number one auto protection company. It's at least worth looking into. Go to CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong to save 10%. There are no long contracts, by the way. You can bow out anytime you want. Go to CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong or, or kick it old school. Call them 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use that same code Armstrong for CarShield. Here's the stupidest controversy of the weekend to me. Okay. Let's please not even tip our cap to the idea of governing by dying wishes. That whole thing drives me nuts. So we, I yes. suppose we could play the yes, AOC's please. tearful uh, selfie video that she put out in which she said, and her dying wish, according to her family, was to not replace her before a presidential election. And Mitch McConnell is going to ignore a woman's dying wish. Ignore a dying wish. Are you freaking a child? <laughs> she is. Since when child? do dying child. wishes matter? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I tweeted that out, and the responses were absolutely fantastic. What if my dying wish is overturn Roe versus Wade? Does that dying wish get honored? I mean, it's just it's, it's so dumb on its face, it doesn't even shouldn't even require a response. But, it's a, well, it's an emotional argument, and she's into the whole emotional arguments thing. Dying wishes, all of a sudden, are the important thing. You know, I liked what... That's uh, hilarious. Uh, I guess... Uh, da, 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 Are we da, going to ignore a woman's dying wish? Yes. We, we, I yeah. would hope so. Yeah, of course. Now, uh, Eugene Volok, who I like <clears throat> very much, he's a law professor at UCLA. Uh, he could have been my law professor if I'd actually gone to law school instead <laughs> of just thought about it. Um, so, uh, he points out that according to Nina Totenberg on, I think, NPR... Uh, my most here are the actual words. My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. Now, Volok points out Ginsburg could have said my most fervent wish is that I not be replaced until after the election or even after the inauguration. But rather, she said she didn't want to be replaced until a new president is installed. If President Trump wins re-election, then a new president will not be installed until 2025, barring impeachment or resignation, of course, or, or, or death or whatever. If Ginsburg meant those words literally, then her seat would remain vacant throughout the entirety of Donald Trump's second term. Uh, Merrick Garland could not be reached for comment. The long and short of it is she didn't like Trump. She'd intended to resign during Hillary's term and was hoping to last past the election 
So a liberal president could appoint her uh, successor. That's 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 sad from her point of view, but that's not the way it works. Her dying wish. I want to hear that AOC tape. I saw it in print, but I didn't realize that that was like a, a video. Oh, yeah, an impassioned video. We'll play that for you later. We probably ought to get Anybody into Anybody the... who is swayed by that, you need to check yourself, okay? I prescribe listening to this show two and a half to three hours a day for the next six months till you get some common sense in your skull, okay? <laughs> um, uh, we probably Scalia's dying wish was probably find the most conservative judges you can and appoint them and 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 you know and and fire the liberals and appoint some people in their choices in their places rather what you can't fire people is my dying wish uh. so there are threats out there from the left of uh adding justices to the supreme court if they win so court backing fdr tried it adding more states and also nancy pelosi not saying no to a rumored threat of an additional impeachment before uh, el- the election oh, to, please to try it. to deal with Trump and uh, the whole please Supreme Court. Please do Oh, my God. So we got to get into all those things coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the last year uh, of a lame duck president. And if Ted Cruz or Donald Trump get to be president, they've all asked us not to confirm or take up a selection by President uh, Obama. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever it might be, make that nomination. And you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. We're setting a precedent here today, Republicans are, that in the last year, at least of a lame duck eight-year term, I would say it's going to be a four-year term, that you're not going to fill the vacancy of the Supreme Court based on what we're doing here today. That's going to be the new rule. That's Lindsey Graham a couple of years ago. Lindsey charmingly, sweetly, sadly, echoing the, the comedy, the, uh, the gentlemanliness and gentlewomanliness of the Senate for several hundred years, where everybody understood you got to be cool. You got to be honorable. We need to observe the precedents, the rules, the unwritten rules, the rest of it. If you want to join this club, you know, it's like joining a, a, a country club, a golf club, whatever. You can't play in a tank top, okay? Uh, <laughs> jeans shorts. Well, in the Senate, you conform to these, these old customs and, and way of doing business. That's over. That's dead. As we were discussing before, uh, Harry Reid using the nuclear option was an, a, a giant leap toward the current situation. Old Harry would say, well, I only did that because the Republicans were being jerks. Um, so, you know, we could argue about that all day and all night. But the funny thing to me is, and because most of the media is liberal, nobody points out that the Republicans are now making the arguments that the Democrats were shouting 
from the rooftops in 2016. Sure. So if you want to call the Republicans hypocrites, f- feel free. I mean, no, the, there are yeah. rationales you could use. Well, it's not an eight-year lame duck. It's a four-year incumbent. So uh, it's a little thin in my mind. But um, That's not Lindsey's explanation. At least it wasn't yesterday for why he's changed his mind. He says the Kavanaugh thing changed his mind. He said, I believed that then, but that Kavanaugh thing was so out of bounds and over the top, right. I no longer care. Yeah, senators behaved like first-term, coked-up, uh, you know, uh, Congress people during the Kavanaugh uh, hearings. It was disgusting. You heard that from Lindsey Graham. There, we could play Chuck Schumer. We could play Mitch McConnell. We can play Nancy Pelosi. They've all said the opposite of what they're saying now a couple of years ago. Exactly. So, which is just amazing. Call the Republicans hypocrites if you want, but uh, we have a tape of Biden. Saying unequivocally, yes, the president gets to appoint somebody in his last year. Of course he does. Which I agree with. Right. The Republicans stuck their necks way out doing what they did. And then there was a vote. And they won seats. And the Republican got elected president. So, Is it a naked exercise of power that may eventually be a bad thing because the whole brotherliness of the Senate is lost? Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm reading Sarah Isger from the Dispatch today. Uh, Everyone sucks, she says. For all the Republicans who said that it would be crazy to fill a Supreme Court seat in an election year, and all the Democrats who said it was a constitutional imperative not to leave a Supreme Court seat open, let me introduce you to your chickens. They've come home to roost. (laughs) And to all the conservatives out there who now admit it was always about constitutional authority and power, just remember this. If Democrats win a majority in 2021 and use it to end the filibuster, adopt D.C. statehood, ban partisan gerrymandering, create a 17-justice Supreme Court, expand lower courts, etc., those will be their rules at the time. But, as someone else points out, they're already threatening to do that. Right. So it's kind of like they shot the hostage before the standoff. <laughs> a grim but apt metaphor. Yeah, exactly. What That's if, great. What if you think they're going to do that either way? Right. I, I do. I do 100%. And I'm also, to my bones, certain that were the roles reversed... They oh, would yeah. do precisely oh, yeah. what the Republicans do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's without it. As Ted Cruz said, the odds are 100%. So, uh, how about you go win an election, bitches? Having said <sighs> that, things are looking fairly pessimistic for the Republicans holding on to the Senate. Uh, fairly, depending on which uh, polls you look at and in which places. But um, Which is the key to all this yeah. stuff. All this stuff could only happen if the Democrats have every branch and can jam this stuff through. Right. Um, but while we're and on then, the topic, well, well, go ahead. Vice President Biden has said about adding to the Supreme Court. Um, and then, of course, if you add the number of Supreme Court justices while you're Democrats, you appoint all Democrats. And then all of a sudden you've got the majority for the next 50 years. Sure. Um, Biden said over months of campaigning, he's against court packing. He said, if we add three justices, next time around we lose control, they add three justices, and we begin to lose any credibility the court has at all. That's absolutely true. Yes. Uh, it's one of the last institutions people take seriously. It's one of the reasons it's got so much power. We kind of take them seriously. If we lose seriousness with the Supreme Court, then we got nothing we believe in. Well, and I would point out that if they add three and a Republican wins the White House, we'll add, or, well, you need the Senate too, they'll add 50. Pretty soon you got like another Senate. Right, exactly. You got a hundred judge panel. 
And then a thousand, and then fifty thousand. <laughs> then we're, I mean, all, then we're ah, all judges. Right. We're all walking the streets in robes because every man, woman, and child in America is a right. Supreme Court justice. <laughs> Everybody's cell phone buzzes at the same time. Everybody looks down. Oh man, I got to render a decision on somebody or other versus Ohio. The world comes to all. Often, oh. often it takes things getting to a truly ugly level for human beings to get together and say all right we got to stop this. are you indicating we're not there yet oh no it could get much uglier i mean schumer and pelosi have both said nothing is off the table nothing so what does that look like and what's the reaction of that and how long till cooler heads prevail i don't know i don't know this is this is change your country permanently stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the other reason the Supreme Court is so incredibly important right now is because Congress never does anything. They pass these vague but sweeping laws, then leave it to the courts to interpret maybe, what they meant. Maybe that's the reaction, what uh, Senator Ben Sass has been arguing for, Congress getting its uh, testicles back. Maybe that's the reaction. Don't hold your breath. Armstrong and Getty.